Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to How to Cope. Every episode, writer Becky Howard, that's me, and my friend psychotherapist Lucy Clyde will be talking about how we can look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis and beyond. Because whatever type of pandemic you're having, it's hard on all of us. So let's try and get through it the best way we can by talking. This week, we're talking to fashion influencer and stylist Erica Davis. Hi, Becky. How are you doing? I'm good. Do you, can you see that I've made a bit more effort this week? <laughs> you are. I can. I can see there is hair. Very, there's definitely hair going on. You've there's done hair. lovely things with your hair and your jacket is looking particularly smart as well. Thank you very much. I, I've I've realised my happy place um, is wearing a jacket. Really? Yeah, I feel I feel I feel what's that thing you know when you feel a bit more finished and a bit more ready yeah. and like ready to do some proper things <laughs> rather than just <laughs> pandemic proper nothing uns- things unspecified things I mean are there yeah. specific things are we just kind of feeling like we kind of feeling a bit more on it no it's jacket. like a working girl moment I think it's okay. it's it's I'm I'm ready for business that well, kind of <laughs> I have to say that your hair is not your hair is not thank goodness working girl you are not channeling early Melanie Griffiths with with that which you know I'm I'm that's good that's good because if you were were, I might be a little concerned I might be concerned you were tipping in the other direction that hair in that movie has (laughs) never come back as a retro fashion and there's such a good reason for that isn't it it's awful and does and does 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 you sort of looking a little bit uh, uh, let's say more finished or something mm-hmm. have anything to do with uh, who we're speaking to today why Lucy it does <laughs> it really does because um, we're talking to someone who is is known and has hundreds of thousands literally hundreds of thousands of followers um, on Instagram because she is a fashion and style expert fabulous it's Erica Davis isn't it it's Erica Davis we're going to speak to Erica Davis who um is known on her blog as the edited or is that I think it's her mm. brand name mm. um but on Instagram she's she goes by her name and I think she has 166,000 subscribers followers on Instagram 
which is amazing. I have to be honest, I, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not on Instagram. I don't do Instagram. Uh, but that sounds like an incredible, that sounds enormous to me. I'm like, I can tell you, I can tell you for sure that that is definitely not like the yeah. average amount no, of followers no, that anyone has. No. no, I think if I were on Instagram, I'd get like one and a half. Uh, but yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah. That would be like my pet. Uh, oh, hello. Hi. Hello, here she is. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. How are you? I'm really well. How are you two? We're fine. I'm loving your glasses. Oh, thank you. Well, look, we're the glasses crew. We were literally just having a little chat about you and introducing you. So Erica Davis has joined our screen. So hello. Hello. Hi, Erica. It's lovely, lovely to meet you. And they, they are, and they are. I can, I can confirm they are fa fantastic glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you very much. Are you in a tent? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm in. Oh, thank you so much for asking. I'm in a tent of my own devising. I'm very, very pleased with myself about this. Uh, it, it's a laundry era, as you can see, with a duvet over the top. Fabulous, ingenious. Thank you. And it's to try and stop the kind of, um, it's muffling. to try and help the sound. The muffling. Yeah. yeah. And Becky is in a cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying, trying to work out, you've got bags behind <laughs> you. There's some kind of it, Chevron affair. This is, this is actual real um, uh, foamy stuff to stop the echo. Okay. So I did. I did invest. I did invest <laughs> in um, some professional ex equipment as well, for sure. Where are you today, Erica? I'm at home. I am at home in my kitchen. So my husband's taken over the office, so he works in there, and mm. I've basically taken over the kitchen table. So it's quite nice actually. I've got a view of the garden, very close to the tea and the coffee. It's fine. I'm sort of just getting on with it, really. Yeah. Well, we haven't really got any other choice at the moment, do we? Exactly. Other than exactly. to make do. <laughs> well, thank, thank you both very much for asking me to be on it. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I really want to... Um, uh, so we've been, uh, we've been talking to people this series um, who've... You know, everyone's had a unique experience of the pandemic. And that's the that's the thing about it, isn't it? It really depends on what you do, what's your setup, what type of person you are, everything like that. Um, and I thought it would, we thought rather, it would be a really good, interesting thing to talk to you at, for many different reasons. You know, from the Instagram perspective of having, you know, a lot of followers and how do you communicate during a pandemic, from the perspective of launching your book, which you're going to talk about, Leopard is a Neutral, uh, in a very different environment than I'm sure you hoped to do it. And also from the perspective of, of fashion and mental health um and how much that does actually impact does it impact us um because there are so many different ways that our mental health how we feel how we've coped has really really been um uh, set off course this year yeah um so just to just to quickly introduce you um for anyone who might not know um who you are i'm sure there's not that many people now so, so could you just explain a bit about what you do um online yeah so, I, well, my background is that I was a fashion editor on um, newspapers and magazines for, gosh, the best part of 20 years. Um, and then when I had my family, I decided to start a blog, which was called The Edited. Um, and I really wanted a space where I could write about the things that interested me, but maybe that were slightly different to the things that I've written about on the publications that related to me now. 
there was a bit of a light bulb moment when I had a conversation with a PR and she was talking a lot about mummy bloggers and I knew that I didn't want to be a mummy blogger per se you know I didn't want to talk Mm. about breast pumps and buggies and things but I did think that there was a space for talking about fashion within the remit of my life now you know it has changed I was very much a kind of uniform dresser at work so I was very happy in my smart outfit but not necessarily as comfortable wearing casual clothes you know going to baby sensory classes all apart with the kids so it gradually grew from there and then we actually left London um and we I left my job left London and I started focusing full-time on the blog and that's really where I started to take Instagram more seriously I started to consider that my own publication and write about the things that interested me so it kind of went a little bit back to the things that I did on a magazine so I think very much about the content you know what's this offering somebody and is this helpful um I didn't just want to start putting up pictures of myself for no particular reason um so it was it went back to the kind of the styling aspect and the doing up my house and all of that I think it's a really interesting one because um you know unlike unlike a lot of Instagrammers and people who've actually done really really well on the platform um I'm a former journalist, you're a former journalist. So you have that real, really strong editorial eye of being able to go, okay, is is this is this worthwhile? Is is this got something really strong to offer the reader or the follower? Um, and I'm sure that's that's a lot where it's behind your success that you've got that. You're not just gonna put up any old random crap of you kind of walking along a road, you know, in that kind of cliched Instagrammy mm. way. You're thinking about what is this giving? what is this giving my followers and actually that's a really interesting point Becky because I think I've gone through a whole gamut of emotions on Instagram I've probably been doing this for how long have I lived here five years so probably six and a half years now and I have definitely had those moments where I've thought oh well everybody's doing it this way so that's the way that I obviously need to be doing it and what I've actually realised along this I'm not going to say the j word I'm not going to say oh no you could um, what I, I have, just offer, can I offer an alternative yes, word there is trajectory is quite good as well oh Lo- lovely and a good scrabble yeah. word there good scrabble word. Um, so you don't have to resort to the j word um the trajectory of this you know path that I have wandered down um has definitely been that I am much more comfortable offering help and advice and information rather than it being all about me so while I am aware that there is an interest in who you are, because I think that's where successful accounts come from, is that people relate to the person behind that account. Um, and I think it, it's managing yourself in a way that allows you to cope with, on brand, it allows you to cope with the, the sort of the enormity of the numbers and also the fact that you know, you can offer an edited version of yourself. So while it's still very much you, it's not, I don't show my children, I don't show my husband, you know, I don't show quite a lot of things. I wouldn't talk about a lot of things. I actually did open up about the fact that my dad has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, but I did it in a very broad way that wasn't so sort of going into the nuts and bolts of, you know, how my mum feels and how, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Mm, mm. And I did it in a way that I hope starts a conversation. I think that's where I'm, I am more comfortable. It's starting conversations 
and it being less about me. But that's also very interesting because I think one of the, the the massive, massive challenges of social media is about personal boundaries and about how yeah. we, you know, and about how we protect ourselves and our health and our mental health while engaging meaningfully in social media. And, you know, for somebody like you, while well, you have so very, very many people that you're engaging with, I mean, that's that's a lot to manage and a lot to control and process and think about. And you know where where people fall up fall down is 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 um it is around their own personal boundaries so if you're going to do this stuff then you really have to have a very clear idea of which parts of yourself you're going to um allow people access to and which parts of yourself are just absolutely no go um because otherwise it can be utterly crushing it absolutely can and you start to find yourself answering direct messages or comments really late at night and they can have a really detrimental effect, particularly if you've been having a great day and then suddenly you get quite a snippy message or somebody just being mean for the sake of it. And then, you know, you're reading that at half 10 at night and that's the last thing you think about. So I'm now trying to be much more uh, boundaried in my personal. So I have set up downtime, for example, on my phone. So my phone goes off at half past nine. So it's just little things that I've learned. Yeah, so that's the important thing, isn't it? So you, you've, having gone through that process... And obviously, I'm sure at some points, like you said, gone to a place where you didn't feel comfortable Mm. and when it was affecting your mental health, have managed to claw that back and gone, right, this is where I feel comfortable. I'm I'm happy putting out that information, but I'm not happy sharing that. You know, so you got to a place where you you were able to manage it or in the best way that was right for you. Um, When we're thinking about, you know, the the pandemic, because that's really kind of where we kind of started this and and interested in exploring how people experienced it. When that all kind of kicked off back in March, I guess. Mm-hmm. Did that have an immediate impact on how you thought about communicating? You know, because your job is to, to be on Instagram, isn't it, really? And and to, you know, do all the various different uh, partnerships and things that you do. Did it immediately impact you in, in the sense of thinking, oh, gosh, this totally changes everything? Or, or how do I navigate? Mm. We're all living through a pandemic with talking about fashion. Yes. It absolutely did. And I think that's probably where my um, editor had stepped back in, in. And I was just thinking, OK, well, what are the things that I'm currently interested in? What am I looking for? I'm looking for comfort. I'm looking for security. I'm looking for, you know, things to sort out my roots. I'm looking for all these things. It's, it, you know, yes. what what are people interested yes. in? I'm in, I'm interested in sorting out that little corner of the garden so I can sit outside. So I tried to translate the things that I was interested in with the idea of thinking I can't be the only one thinking these things um so really kind of nailing that down so I did lots of little features and I tried to make it much more kind of features based on my stories um and less about the hi I've got a new dress or you know this is a new jumper it was less about that I've definitely just slight tangent I've definitely tried in the last couple of years to be much more aware about the new so I'm much more inclined to look at you know vintage and secondhand which has always been something I've loved but Mm. going down this kind of Instagram trajectory again it's (laughs) interesting that you have to consider you know lots of people think it has to be the new because that's what people are interested in whereas actually another thing I've learned is that people just want ideas. So they just want new ways to wear stuff that they already have. And I think that has never been more relevant 
then during this lockdown where everybody went through a wardrobe clear out because they had the time to do it. Oh, yes. Everyone could try on (laughs) clothes and play around with what they've got in their wardrobes. And so those are the sorts of things that I focused on. And I really tried to make more kind of features out of those things. What I'm curious about is I wonder about the, the step before that point. So, you know, when lockdown hit, when, you know, because there was a for some people, it felt very sudden. For some people, it kind of felt inevitable. Um, but I'm wondering how you reacted to that. You know, what did you think? What did you feel? What were your... Um, personally, it was it was the schools closing that just did it for me because yeah. I've, I've got a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old and that was huge. I think also the fact that nobody had any kind of clue about the timeline of this. You know, how long will we... I genuinely thought we'd they'd be going back after Easter. I, I, In my head, I thought it'll be, it'll just be a few weeks and it'll be fine mm. and we'll get to get through it. Um, and as time went on, and I, re- I really struggled. I really, really struggled. I mean, God knows I love my husband. I love my children, but I'm always somebody that desperately needs time to themselves. And I think, mm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this. I mean, my life is very, very lovely and very easy. And there were so many people who have, had horrendous situations and that should not be mm. ignored um but talking about my experience it, mm. it it's something that I I really needed to try and work through I actually started doing couch to 5k uh, because that gave me that time to myself in the morning where mm. I could just go out getting out the house yeah, yeah. but I, I, I did find it really really tricky I found it I found the fact that the kids were on devices all the time because they're doing schoolwork on devices and then they wanted to talk to their friends on devices and I found that quite overwhelming and that sense of I'm a bad parent. <laughs> it's interesting because obviously we've all had a different different pandemic, right? We've all had a different experience. Yeah. All our lives are different. We're all in different situations. Same storm, thought, different boats. Exactly. We use that a lot. We use that a lot with yes. That's so good. Um, and I think that's a really interesting anxiety that you felt as well, because you know, you spend so much of your you must be so keenly aware of how life online of how hard you know the ups and downs of that as well. So it's kind of obviously you you know you you felt that anxiety for your kids. But I'm you know I'm wondering about you know how it was you know for you personally. I mean kids and everything. But you know what what happened for you? How how did it change your 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 view on your work or your life? Or I think it just it just gave me a much more honed in sense of what it is I've been trying to do over the last year or two, which is to kind of be more useful so offer a more useful space um and I think that really did because I felt it you know I'm also an Instagram user I'm I'm on it obviously as as somebody who is followed but I also follow people and I definitely felt that sense of oh I just don't feel like that tone's quite right or that doesn't really that slightly jars with how I'm personally feeling and maybe I need to unfollow that person for a little while and you know, there was a there was a lot can I, of that. Can I ask you what what was the without naming names or going into it too much? But what kind of things did you experience as jarring? Um, just this sort of. I think there was a mood of the nation, wasn't there? That we were all struggling in our own ways, and we were trying to make sense of something that had never happened before. And there were some some accounts who were just carrying on regardless, really. So there were lots of lovely clothes and you know maybe traveling abroad or doing 
it's really hard to describe because it's it's a feeling and I'm quite yes. tuned into feelings and I just quite often picked up on vibes from accounts where I just didn't feel that they were aligned with the mood (laughs) it's it's that inability of some people to read the room isn't it I think reading the room is so important it's so important yeah and at that time the room was the entire of the UK and I you know I I've I saw it with different people on on different social media platforms or you're like oh for god's sake you know it's it's just a, it's read the fucking room you know and and adapt and obviously you you know like you said you're very tuned into that kind of thing and I'm sure that's all to your credit because then you were able to to you know slightly you know shift your focus become more useful focus on what you've got in your wardrobe already all those sorts of things um so you know thinking about like when we kind of came out of the of the first proper lockdown and and during the summertime did you feel that you'd learned anything about yourself through that process that you were able sort of to take out of it (laughs) um probably lots of negative things I like wine was drunk too much um I'm I'm, I know that I'm very impatient and I know that I need my own space and I think that became acutely aware that I need that time to kind of just walk away and be a nicer person when I come back um I I think we we, I really tried to uh I really tried to to kind of make the most of the family time but it's hard you know it's hard when you've got so many other things you've got to try and do. I mean, we've all had to do it. It's not me at all. We've all mm-hmm. had to try and do it. And I feel very lucky that actually I've got one of those very strange jobs where I can dip in, dip out. Um, and, you know, people who've had nine to five jobs and they've literally had their children to homeschool and jobs. I just honestly, I don't know how they've done it and survived because it's been really difficult. And I've had friends who've gone through it. Um but in terms yeah, of learning think, things, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think it sort of it amplified the things that I already knew about myself and all of those kind of yes. ne- more negative traits. It's not necessarily a negative thing. I, I think there's something worth in that, and I'm certainly, I'm definitely someone who needs my alone time, and that actually I found that really hard. Um, my away time, I suppose, yeah, it is. it's it away is, from the yeah, family. Well, and you know that your, your partner goes off to work, your children go to school, and you've got that time, and that's what I really miss. I kept mm. saying, I kept going to them, why are you all here in my house? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think I still think that's worth that's that's definitely worthwhile a kind of understanding about yourself because then you can start to kind of well you know they're back back at school now but you are then able to make sure that you know the way we all have to work now is maybe you can make sure that there is some alone time. Yeah. But yeah, so one thing I did want to ask you about was you had a book that came out only very recently, um, Leopard is a Neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, so congratulations, first of all, because that's, that's an amazing you, achievement, thank amazing you. achievement. Um, and because of how the publishing industry works, I'm assuming, you know, I might not be quite right, that you had, you know, finished writing this and it was all, re- you know, pretty much done from your side before the pandemic. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. So did you have lots of um, plans in place that you thought were going to happen for, for the kind of release, the promotion that ended up being totally changed? Yes. I mean, all of the plans were completely changed. 
but actually it it was okay because so much of it is done virtually and so many people adapted there were so many events that I was supposed to attend in real life that ended up being virtual events so Henley Lettery Festival for example there were um a couple of events that I did one with Candice Brathwaite which was great the launch um, so there were lots of events that were moved online and I really enjoyed that it sort of gives you that you, didn't, you, didn't you know no, I didn't. I didn't feel cheated. Yeah. I mean, you know, it would have been lovely to have been able to celebrate and have a bit of a, you know, party or whatever, because it was a good 18 months of my life that book was taken. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's been, I'm really proud that it's out there now and it's being read. But I think also the fact that you're at home, it, it does shut off quite a few of those um it sort of protects you a little bit more than it might possibly have done you know you don't feel like you're quite so exposed because you can shut the door and you can turn your phone off and you're not having to deal with the, the everything else it's interesting you say that it feels like you felt there was an element of protection isn't there because I think when you put anything creative out there um as as a writer or content creator or an artist or whatever you is you are you are making yourself vulnerable aren't you because yeah there will be and you're you're looking to what how people respond to it yeah and I suppose if you're doing it in real life and you're sitting on a stage or you're going to a part you know there is that massive vulnerability of like oh shit what do people think yeah so was it that element that kind of was removed that uh, a little bit I think so and I think I'm probably just more sensitive to that because of the nature of what I do and I think it's just very much um that kind of I've I've been trying you know very hard to sort of work out the ways in which I feel much more comfortable with situations because you do you come across reviews or you come across the negativity and I don't want to see it I don't want to see it because somebody said something really really good when it was about to come out and they said you are proud of this this is is, you've worked really hard and it's out there now and Mm -hmm. and when you put it out there you were really proud of it so anybody else's opinion from this point on it's their opinion and they might write about it and they might leave negative reviews or whatever but actually you don't have to you don't have to read them no you don't have to take it on board and I I think one of the things that I've heard from quite a few people actually is is the the weird you know uh, everyone's kind of searching desperately for uh, silver linings Mm -hmm. in what has been a really horrible horrible dark cloud for, Mm -hmm. for so many of us and I think that some people have talked about this idea that actually it's been a bit easier to healthily compartmentalize your mm-hmm. life. You know, that you actually have been able to, that sometimes stepping back from things has given a new perspective or an, a, 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 an opportunity to reflect or a bit more protection or a bit less stress. You know, that they're actually, it, you know, it, 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 there have been moments where it's actually that there's been a keen awareness that actually maybe this is this is OK. Yeah. And, you know, for you, I mean, you are so public facing that it, managing all the stuff that comes your way must be really, really tough. Actually. And it doesn't feel like I'm public facing because you don't I'm not out there on the TV and things and I can choose to switch yeah. it off. And, yeah. you know, so even though it's lovely when my husband and I went in it's my birthday last week and we managed to go out a couple of days before the lockdown hit which was actually well done <laughs> yeah my, ber- my birthday we was... were all there yeah exactly so anyway we managed to go out and I got off the train at Liverpool Street Station in London yeah. and a lady came up to me and just said I oh, just wanted to say hello I really like and I had my mask on I had a big coat you know and, and, wow. and that's 
lovely. It's really lovely that people feel like they can come up and say hi. The negative stuff, it's slightly harder to deal with, but you can cope because actually, I think what you have to appreciate is that a lot of the time people are just projecting onto you. They don't know you. And I think that's that really kept me sane during and I don't get a lot of negativity, touch wood, I I have to say I don't. Um but I also think that's because I'm quite protective. You know, I, I do allow so much and I don't allow a lot. Yeah. Whereas if every single part of your life was out there, you know, for everyone to kind of cherry pick, that would probably be a lot harder, wouldn't it? Because you'd have nothing left for yourself. Yes. And I also think that doing that allows people an in. It's sort of like, well, I'm going to tell you what I've done with this. And I know you're going to tell me your opinion on that. And, you know, you might tell me that I'm doing that wrong. And I've definitely been through those stages where I feel mm-hmm. like I need to be completely warped and all and honest. Um, maybe a few years ago, I was much more like that. I think I've now decided to adopt the Kate Moss never complain, never explain approach and you know I'm brilliant <laughs> and I just I think it, it, it works for me it just makes yeah. me much happier you know I I don't respond to people if I don't want to respond to them if they're leaving me a snarky message or they're commenting on something that I really don't feel the need to respond to because I'm happy with the decision that I've made yeah. I, I don't respond to them whereas there would have been a time in the past where I would have slavishly gone through every message and com- commented back and responded to everything but it's too much it's too much of your energy it's too much of your mind and it's just it just becomes too much thinking about you know what you do you know which is really much about fashion and style and and dressing for yourself and and obviously your book is very much about you know finding finding what works for you yeah um with the pandemic and now we're back in this second lockdown and we're all stuck at home again and we don't need to go anywhere yeah you know we can't go anywhere we can't you know we're usually you know a lot of us are not allowed to go to work we can't go out in the evenings we can't go and do the things we normally did that made us dress differently yes do you think do you, what do what do you think about the idea of the link between fashion and our mental health does it have a negative impact if we are slobbing around all day in leggings with a moth hole in I'm not naming any names here but me like you know <laughs> what <laughs> what do you feel that there's still a, there, there is a strong link um, and if so, what what can we kind of do about it? I think that's a really interesting question. And I think it goes back to the timings of it all. I think, you know, during this second lockdown, for example, we know that we've realistically and hopefully only got until the first week of December. And I think that probably has a much, yeah, let's all pray to the corona yeah. gods, uh, to the yeah. vaccine gods. Um, <laughs> I think that has a very obvious effect on the fact that we are allowing ourselves to be comfortable and to be wearing your moth-eaten clothes and to do all of those sorts of things because we know that realistically there's only a couple of weeks when we're going to be doing this. I think during the first lockdown, I mean interestingly in both cases the rise of people looking for pyjamas 
loungewear, cashmere, slippers has just skyrocketed. Wow. Skyrocketed. Comfort. It's all not... about comfort. Yeah. But I did notice that towards the end of the first lockdown, there was this need for people to start putting on their lipstick again or to start doing the hair again or to start putting a bra on again yeah. and <laughs> and you know just those little little nods of self-care that just make you feel a little bit more and I'll do this in inverted commas normal mm. because God yeah. knows what normal is in 2020 but mm. you know it, I think it's a process and I think people will learn to do as much or as little as they feel the need to and I definitely don't think it's a bad thing if you want to wear your moth-eaten cashmere and your leggings in the same way that I don't think it's a bad thing if you want to get dressed every day and do your zoom calls as you would normally be doing it because it's really about making yourself feel normal and good during a time that is anything but and you think that people can use their clothes to do that clothes are a very very easy and important way they have such a transformative effect on your mood on your life if you put on a bit of color if you put on a print it can instantly make you feel like a different person and I think that's that's really important and and lots of people are are disparaging about fashion and style and what it means but actually in the broader sense of the world it can just impact your day-to-day existence in a way that's just minuscule but so important. What makes you feel instantly better in fashion? Well I, I would say like washing my hair and doing my hair properly, it always makes me feel better. I think putting on um, something comfortable, I've really, the comfort thing is key for me now. But also if I put things on that I would normally wear for work, so I'm very much a dress and red lipstick kind of a person, I feel much better about myself. I feel much more professional. I feel much more in control. And I think that's interesting, actually. You know, during lockdown, when I was promoting the book and things, as soon as I did that, I got more into the kind of professional Erica mode rather than the, oh, it's Erica who's at mum and I've just been slobbing out all day at home <laughs> kind of a mood. I found, I still find there's this weird kind of um, disconnect for me between if I'm going on, a, so for example, going on a call with you today, you know, I've I've put on some makeup to make myself look a bit more. But and are there any up for you, Erica? I can. I parted myself up. Look, I, mean, I don't normally look like this. No, this is all about you. Just <laughs> Lucy can testify. That. I love yeah. it. You, you've put leopard on for me. I feel, I've, for I've got my hoodie it's on just... and I'm barely any makeup, <laughs> and I feel a little bit like I've let the side down. Oh, not even slightly. My God, you have done enough. You've done more than most of us, but it's fine. You can, you can take some time off. It's um, but I was thinking about that, you know, that like weird sensation, and I'm sure I'm not the only person feeling this, is that if you've got a Zoom call to go on, like a professional Zoom call or something, you know, a, a bit more grown up, the idea of going into my bathroom, touching up my makeup and putting on a and a smarter top or whatever it is to go and sit down in my bedroom or in my living room wherever it is and you feel like this is stupid but it's not is it it's no it's, kind it's of... not but then what's really interesting and I've got into this very weird habit is I will do that and I will put my makeup on I will do the call and then I instantly go and wash my face and put my like oil or my moisturizer back on and do that oh. whole thing so I don't want to sit at home if I'm not going out again or don't have any other calls I would much rather be barefaced with my creams and lotions on and and feel a bit more kind of at home 
Isn't that weird? That's interesting. Well, I think, I think, I think what you're doing there is delineating a track. I think you're delineating your space. I think that's a form of compartmentalizing. Again, I think you're switching and I think that probably helps you, you know, so I think there is something really important about those, those transitions that we make when we have, you know, lots of different aspects to our lives. And, and we've all had to find new ways of, of doing that, of, of, of transitioning and, you know, I guess for you, it's partly about just, right, I take off that face and I put on, I mean, yeah. we were literally changing faces. Yeah. You know? You're giving one face to one lot of people and another to another. And I imagine that must really help you kind of almost know who you are now. And where I think, and when I, yeah, I think it absolutely does. And I think probably, you know, where I would physically leave the house to go and do my professional stuff. I've obviously been staying in the house but actually doing that and kind of it's almost micromanaging it into hours so this hour I'm going to be this person or this part of me and then this time I'm going to be and actually then having the physical kind of you know I'll take off that outfit and I'll put the hoodie back on and I'll you know I'll I'll just make myself feel a bit more like at home Erica rather than professional Erica Um, and that really does help yeah you're right it does so how are you finding how are you finding this this second run out of the lockdown the, the sequel none of us wanted to see <laughs> lots um, it yeah 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 are you finding it easier to manage mm. um because of having gone through it once I think, yeah i think i am i think i am i think the fact that the children are at school is a huge huge difference Um, the fact that they are happy that there is some routine to our day I think that you know there is they're being staggered times to collect so they're slightly earlier than they would normally be but it still means that I have that breathing space and I've got time to do the stuff and actually you know I I don't live in London anymore and I would only come into London maybe once a week under normal circumstances but at the moment it's not at all so I am predominantly at home for my work and actually with the children at school there is this degree of normality that I can just get on with it Mm. because actually you know I still get to go out and pick the kids up I can go for a walk I can go for a run I can do all of those things Mm -hmm. I can go to the shop um Mm -hmm. so the, the sort of daily normality hasn't really changed so much as much no I feel so bad for you know the hairdressers and beauty therapists and you know hospitality industry I mean it's just an absolute oh, it's, it's, nightmare it's just a kick it's just kicking kicking you when you're down isn't it? it it feels so cruel and I think you're right you know for for those of us who do have kids at home right now we're we're better off than we were uh, we might be feeling a bit shitter because it's just so depressing that it hasn't gone away mm. um but our kids are you know our kids aren't there but you know if you're I guess you know we've we've spoken to um a journalist Becky Barnes who is single lives mm. on her own um so for her this lockdown is pretty much like the first one you know mm. she's you know stuck at home in a flat working yeah. um not able to really see people yeah. and and that's you know so again it's it's really different depending on what what your setup is as per normal I think it's been difficult as well because my parents are on the Wirral which is in the Liverpool tier oh yeah Um, yeah and you know my mum is my my dad's carer so there's all these things my brother and I were going up once a month alternately to give my mum a bit of respite um and we haven't been able to so and she and the other thing is she's very sociable and she's got lots of friends 
and she isn't able to see them they're not able to come around for a coffee which would be a break and and you know my dad's not at the stage where gosh I'm really opening up to you in a way that I would never know um my dad's not at the stage where he needs you know somebody to come in and help he's definitely not there yet but it's it's tricky for my mum and it's very difficult um and I feel very far away from her now I think that's and I, I know that I'm certainly not alone in that. There were lots of families who are going through that. And it's really hard. It is really hard. And it almost doesn't matter at this point whether you live 10 miles down the road or whether you live 200 miles away. Because you can't do anything. And there's there's that terrible sense for so many of us who've got older family members where we don't feel we're any use at all at the moment. Yeah. I think the I think the big tragedy about this is that there are millions of stories, aren't there? Yeah. Everyone has got a terrible story that if this was just your experience and we were all around, you know, I've said this before, but if if everyone else was going around living their normal life and you had this particular story that was unique to you, it would be the biggest thing, mm. wouldn't it? Be like, oh God, poor Erica can't leave the house and she can't go and visit her her dad or her and help her mum out. And but it's but, everybody. You know, <laughs> it's everybody. So you know, it's just crazy. Um, just to think about like wrapping up um, and and looking forward I'm, I'm all about 2021 right now yeah <laughs> just because i've you know we're so come on i've we've got to have some hope 2020 it was such a promising it was such a promising sounding year so I, know. Delight, isn't it? I know that that symmetry was so delightful <laughs> i know and look what's happened what oh my crock. god what an absolute crock <laughs> Maybe we could reset. Maybe we could pretend next year is 2020. I I actually think I'm seriously considering, like, you know, how um, dodgy garages reset the myelometer on second. (laughs) I'm taking a year off my age, not because I'm worried about my age, just because this cannot count to my total life. That's not. Oh, I think I'm with you on that one. That sounds like (laughs) a great idea. That kind of Ferris Bueller Cameron trying to rewind. Just. Start again. Oh my god. <laughs> so we're all gonna start again in 2021 and we're all gonna be uh just I, I don't know when this will happen, but I, I have to re- I have to keep reminding myself it will finish. It will actually end at some point, whenever that is, and I'm hoping at some point in 2021. What are you most looking forward to doing when you can? Hugging everybody, seeing my parents, um traveling. I can't wait to go traveling. I just can't wait. And everybody keeps trying to ruin that as well and saying, oh no, people are going to be scared. I'm not scared. If I'm not scared, I will happily go. I just think, yeah. you know, just the day to day. I mean, that's the other thing I keep hearing from people is that they, you know, what what is the normal that we want back? Will we have learned lessons and will we be going back to our old ways? And I think for a lot of us, probably the answer is no you know my husband's already decided that there's no need for him to go into London commute into London five days a week anymore because he can he's learned that he can do so much at home um so many like that yeah so I think those sorts of lessons will definitely be learning about the the best way to manage that family work time but yeah just hugging people and not feeling bad about touching I'm such a northern toucher and I love you know getting hold of people and yeah I've really missed that 
we've come back to that over and over and over and over again about the hugs thing and about how kind of how we need it they, don't we as humans well we it. it's a you know it's essential and a deficit of touch is a very real problem and it has a very real impact on our on our mental health and and you know it's yeah, it's so crucial for so many of us. Obviously, you know, being British, quite a lot of people don't like to touch their lips. Well, I know, but I know. But, <laughs> but I'm not the, that person. I'm not. And <laughs> I, feel, I feel really bad for people who just started seeing someone at the beginning of lockdown. Like, can you imagine? You've just yeah. started dating somebody and then you start, you're not quite at the living together stage. Well, I'm waiting for the inevitable rom-com, which is about two people at the beginning of lockdown get thrown together and do they fall in love or do they not? You know, that kind of thing. I think love it, in the I time think of Corona. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. We'll get exactly. there. When we're all exactly. able to kind of laugh about it, we'll be, you know, we'll we'll have some might not Might not happen or, yet. I don't think I'm at the laughing stage yet. Are you? No. Are you? No, 2022. Mm. There you go. No, it's too soon. We'll all be hugging in 2021 and then 2022 there'll be the rom-coms and the dramas. Yeah. But we've had some soon. good news. We've had some good news from America. Yeah. We've had yeah. some good news. So, you know, I feel like it's yeah. slowly. Yeah. I feel like the grown-ups might be back in charge soon. I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're ready for the grown-ups. I mean, I think we're all in our 40s, but we still want the grown-ups. I want to, the grown-ups. I'm not grown-up yet. <laughs> no, I think we, all need, we could all really do with the grown-ups right now. They went missing in action for quite some time. If any time they want to step back in, that's fine by me, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I know. I think it'll be, it'll be really nice, won't it, to wake up in the morning and not think, oh, God, what's, what's the... Uh, the leader of the free world tweeted now. <laughs> yeah. But let's let's wrap up thinking about all the lovely hugs for 2021. Um, yeah. And yeah. Thank you so, so, so much for talking to yeah. us. You're thank so you. welcome. Been it's been a lovely hour. Can I just say that uh, one of my tactics I decided on to, to get through lockdown too is, and I was talking about this with Becky last week, and we've been talking about starting a WhatsApp group about this, is I'm thinking, it's different from you, but I'm thinking all dressed up with nowhere to go might be the way <laughs> that I do this. So I'm actually thinking possibly sequins for grilling a fish finger at 6pm. I think that <laughs> might be the way I do this and a bit of a know. kitchen disco I love that uh, idea definitely a kitchen disco I am love so that up for idea. that so but it's just this idea about you know how we use clothes as a signifier of our mood and to lift our mood or to change our, our feeling and uh, yeah, I'm very very with you on that one well and, and, and who knows I mean I doubt very much we're going to have any kind of Christmas parties going on no, this year exactly. so you know I did yeah. I saw a very funny meet sorry I know you're trying to wrap up I, I did see a very funny meme on Twitter where somebody had gone into Tesco's and taken a picture of all the sequins and saying, really admire admire your thoughts, Tesco, <laughs> but where do you think we're going? No. I, I, yeah, I admire where you're, where you're kind of going with this. I not your commitment. commitment. But I just, where are we going? God, what I, well, I can tell you, I will be in my Next kitchen. That's where I'm gonna be. I'll be, you know, dishing out fish fingers, but wearing sequins because I just your Tesla finest uh, sequins. How I'm gonna do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, it could be a long winter otherwise. Well, <laughs> wear them with your wear them with your tracksuit bottoms. I think you're onto a winner there. There is nothing that says you can't do a sequin shrug and big woolly socks. There is no listen, rule. Don't don't stick, don't even <laughs> listen to fashion rules. If you like it, wear it. That's my philosophy. <laughs> All right, thank you, Erica. Thank you both very much. Lovely, Lovely to meet you. Thank you. you so much. Thank you. All right, Maria. Have a good day. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to How to Cope with Becky Howard and Lucy Clyde. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave a review, like and subscribe. It makes a huge difference and we really appreciate it. The music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and used under a Creative Commons licence. You can follow us on Twitter too at cope underscore podcast. Thanks again and check in soon for the next episode of How to Cope. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.